Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. Yes, that is indeed exactly what we're doing. And James, we are back in What If. What Uh, if we're back in What If? What if we're back for more West Wing, actually? Uh, Let's just get right into it, shall we, James? Let's do it. So Sam Seaborn is part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, and he walks into Toby's office and says, what's up with all these mutants? I accidentally Uh, slept with a member of Hydra. And they say, (laughs) accidentally. And he says, well, at the time. And then I saw the insignia and I said, well, it'll make for a good story. Anyway, that's nothing. Uh, So uh, let's talk about how Bartlett would have been cool with mutants, but Alan Alda's character would not have been. Oh, you haven't met Alan Alda's character. I I only know him as Hawkeye, which is funny. Okay. Hilarious. Uh, let's <laughs> let's actually get into the episode, though. Here we go. This is What If... Sorry, yes, Sam? Wait, uh, yes, Sam? okay. A future... I don't know how Wastelanders is working. I haven't really been keeping up with that. But a future Marvel where Alan Alda plays an aging Hawkeye. It really would be very funny. That would I would very, actually be very into that. Yeah. Um, so Marvel, th- that one... The first one's free. Oh, you know they have that laminated on a card somewhere. Probably. probably. Just like Alda, question mark? And right, they, like when, when when like Feige ends his his run, he pass. That's what he passes on to the next person. They're like, I don't right. get it. Like, and they go, won't. You won't get it, but your grandparents are going to love it. We've uh, given him the Infinity Serum. <laughs> uh, so this is what if season one, episode one, and we're starting at eleven minutes, and we're going to go until eleven minutes and twenty eight seconds. And here is what happens. Speaking of West Wing, Josh Lyman, I mean Colonel John Oops. Flynn, is writing when. Captain Carter slams the Tesseract down on the table, startling him. Captain Donatello The war's out Carter. there, Colonel. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the war's out there, Colonel, not in here. If we're going to win, it won't be with me stuck behind a desk. He asks if it's nuclear. Uh, and she asks, sorry, she asks if he's even listening. He then tells her, you're an agent. You're not qualified for field duty. Which, by the way, I feel like that's the point of an agent. But that, okay. That's actually the definition of what I'm qualified yeah, for, but okay. pretty much, yeah. Uh, Peggy smiles and says, then you'd better promote me. Captain has a nice ring to it. And then she walks past a very proud Howard Stark and says, I trust you know what to do with that. Howard gets up close and personal with a cube and says, oh, I know exactly what to do with this. And we cut to him squatting and welding something under a tarp as scrawny Rogers watches on. Stark says, ready to join the war effort, Steve? And Steve smiles. Uh, so James, uh, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, Let's, the, I have two thoughts, I think. Yeah. Uh, everyone's always afraid of things being radioactive. That's, yep. as a chemist, I've found even the smartest of chemists, the people that outshone me in organic chemistry all the time, when, I, when they found out I was in nuclear chemistry, they would shy Ridiculous. away from me after that class because yeah. people are very, very nervous about radioactivity, even though everything's radioactive all the time everything all the time yep and just real fun fact uh you can actually see in the soil you can dig down in the soil to where uh the hiroshima bomb happened and the the radioactive background is different before that versus after that like the entire world got a little more background radiation when we did that so thanks u.s army um but my more important uh 
thing is I love that she asks for her own promotion. Yep. And from someone who could actually give it to her. Like, yeah, that's a good Brandt, point. Brant, uh, not a senator, hasn't. Hold on, I, I, I want to get this. I want to get this. Uh, really, really right. Twenty-seven. Steve gets a promotion. Twenty-three. Okay, so, so, so we can do this in past tense. So Brant extends the promotion to Steve, who didn't ask for it, and Brant can't give it. Right. Carter says, it's in quotations, "You should yeah. give me a uh, a promotion, person that is my." like basically person that could give me a promotion. She, she, I mean, she is smart, right? Cause she gets it ahead of schedule. Right. Right. And what I mean by that is, is like, again, we, we've, we're talking already about how this timeline is a little different, not just with the variants, but also with, uh, the fact that because they are variants and they are leading very different lifestyles, right. um, different events happen at different times. Right. Right. We've mentioned it in passing in some episode. I don't remember which one at this point, but Steve does eventually actually become a captain. Right. But it's not until a couple scenes after this in in chronological order for both of these uh, well, events. It's actually quite a quite for a both bit. Of these timelines. What right after this 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 part marks the moment where there's a huge divergence in Steve Rogers and and Peggy Carter's careers as captain. Right. X. Um. Because Steve's gonna go on USO tour, right? It's gonna be months before and Peggy's he actually gonna even go, goes on the trip, right? Because right after this, this is twenty-seven, right? Mm-hmm. Right after this, we're gonna see Steve on USO tour. You know, right. preview for for later in you know for the next episode but, coming up next on yeah, Timeline Scavengers. Exactly. So Peggy's or next not, time. There you go. Right. Exactly. Peggy's not gonna do that, and so her whole story from here on out. We're going to be saying in the what if episode, quote, and in a little bit, we'll see this happen for Captain America in this other different way. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's this advanced timeline by her actually getting a promotion as opposed to a promotion for theater's sake. Um, yeah, it's it, it changes the timeline substantially, like the literal it plot timelines of these two stories. In, and also the you know the, the the timeline, but you know not the capital T timeline. One hundred percent, yes. So that's basically all I had. Yes. Okay. Cool. I didn't have much for sure. this one per se either. Um, kind of the same thoughts on it. So I think what is also interesting is that um, there is some interesting parallels between these two characters too, right? The two different captains, the two mm-hmm. different versions of the captain, right? Right. Because Steve, being a man should be able to just sort of walk into any room and make a demand and have things happen, right? Right. However, because he is someone who used to be so frail, he was overlooked all the time. So when people gave him any attention, he just assumed that this was the correct path. He didn't question it. He just went along for the ride. Right. Whereas for Carter, who as a woman during that time period, you would think would kind of have to just sort of go along for the ride is actually used to being like, no, actually, I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to. So, like, I think that timeline-wise, or rather, like, chronological, whatever you want to call it, this point in time, right, in real life, I think their lives would normally, from, like, an outside standpoint, be flipped. Uh, but mm. I think it's very interesting that we're seeing it through these lenses so that you can see how different they got to the points that they got to. Um, by being someone who had to already fight and claw her way to this spot, 
she was scrappy enough to just demand things and like again be like no 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 actually i've done enough for for this that i don't have to listen to your bullshit anymore you're gonna do this whereas steve is like always been like you know buy the book and like you know keep my head down if you're my superior i'm just going to assume that you're doing like what you think is best for me right and he later on of course throughout time learns that that's not always true well i think it's very interesting because it's kind of it's kind of the the male and female fantasy fantasies where a, mm. a man is like oh i'm this i'm this you know all my life i've i've been a little scrappy sort of underdog that has you know I'm, I have a, a valiant heart of gold and all I need is just one chance to, to prove myself. And then this magic serum will give me all the, all the, you know, muscles and stature I need to be in charge and a hero. Whereas Peggy Carter has been fighting as if she already has the super soldier serum for her whole time. And then she gets it and it's almost like just a, a just, outcome to her to her hard work as opposed to like a shortcut to uh you know a back of the comic book sort of uh like magic potion it's more of like Mm. a um you've earned this kind of deal um Mm. because like she says like the suit it doesn't really she says at a later time it doesn't really say the suit comes up yeah 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 it doesn't really it doesn't really like she doesn't feel any different because this is how she's always been. She looks different, right? but she doesn't feel different inside. Which is also very funny because, you know, I mean, she wasn't weak really to begin with. She just now is like buff. You know what I mean? Whereas like he was like fucking like a, 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 even a gentle breeze would knock that son of a bitch over. You know what I mean? Right. And there's, there's a weird, like, does her being buff make her more, you know, in the 1940s parlance, like manlike, and so therefore worthy of more respect. I I don't think it's so and much of that. Flynn so much as that, like, or? I think it's more of that. Well, we'll see it coming up in another episode as well. I think when it comes down to it, it's not so much about being buff and being manly. It's about literal strength. Right. When people can showcase that they are like capable of kicking your ass, people are like, okay, they stand up straighter and they pay attention. Right. Um. And we'll come back. Like, let's put a pin on that thought because yeah. it's about to come up in just a moment. And um, I, I guess my final thought on what you said is uh, Steve can be by the book because the book is the system that he believes uh, it, in. that no that that is designed oh. to help him as a oh, yeah, as a white true. as a white guy, and she has to be sort of scratching at every door and pounding on every door because you know they're. The system is not designed for women to be in positions of strength um, or leadership. Um, so I think that that's a very I think there's there's some very interesting things to be to be noticed when you compare the two captains for sure, for sure. One hundred percent. So excellent job. Thank you. Uh, and with that, James, I have a fun little thing for us before we get out of oh, here. Oh, nice. Okay. And that is when she walks out of that room when she turns to start, she says, "I know." Sorry. Uh, I trust you know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, of course I do, basically, right? I mean, I'm, I'm slightly paraphrasing, yeah. right? But he, he's like, yeah, d- definitely. And he's like, ooh, you know, rubbing his hands together, like, ooh, this is exciting, right? Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, sir. Yeah, here we go. In in real life, in real life, in the main timeline is what I mean to say, is Arnim Zola uses it to power a shit ton of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, so my question is, 
is besides what we know he's actually going to make, what could Stark do with a Tesseract? And I want wrong answers only. The hover car. Oh my God. Yep. You know, <laughs> hey, how did he not just go ahead and make a battery for those things? Right. He, okay. I know exactly what to do. Hey, where's my hover car? It's it's back. Right. It's where? Oh, all right, fine. Uh, okay, fine. Someone someone bring it over here. Uh, <laughs> Steve, you're going to drive the coolest car. Oh, all mm-hmm. right, awesome. Oh, Steve, come meet me in my lab. Something came up. Right. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Okay. So that's, you know, oh, God. Put a pin in that one as well, because that point that you just made is going to come back up actually in a second. Uh, So let's think of another thing. So what's one more? Um, Martini, uh, uh, an LMD, which is a life-size mixologist decoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like an actual Jarvis. Right. Kind of like, like an, e- an Enoch, but he, but that's a different time. Right. Sorry, what I meant when I say an actual Jarvis, because there is an actual Jarvis, I mean like a, like a, uh, an, like an eternal Jarvis, basically. Like, right, like a vision. Right. Exactly. Uh, okay. Let's do one more. Okay. One more. Let, let's right. do a total of three. Let's see. Um, he would use it to power. I'm gonna say keep the stark expo going uh all like all in perpetuity Mm, okay yeah so do you think this would be like his way of perfecting the arc reactor yeah i think i mean yes i think in in, in any in like what we've seen from zola is that this provides i mean he could do all three of those things right it seems like just it could power all his designs exactly which I do think is interesting that then Stark powers one, but okay. Right. Um, although th- maybe that shows that he's not evil. He's like, I view this as one battery. Let's go. Well, if you think yeah, about, I mean, we, we could get to this in, in, in a second, but like, if you think about Arnim Zola uses it to power his, you know, Zolanators and his, all his guns and weapons and what Steve uses his, or what uh, Howard uses right. his for is less Offense of a weapon versus in, defense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, shield. Although sometimes the best offense is a good defense. Uh, anyway. Peace in our time. That's all that I have for this episode, James. Cool. Thank you for playing the game. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Do you have anything else? Nope. Absolutely. Nope. Okay. I just hate Great. Flint well, then, so very much. It just, it, he doesn't Which is get crazy because I love Bradley Whitford. But, Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, okay, James, let's do a recommendation. Okay. To get out of here. Let's see, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend uh, Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. And I, I don't know where we are on the timeline, but I'm going to recommend this one because I'm really enjoying it. Um, This is a a movie watch recap podcast sort of deal slash interview show slash music podcast that is done by uh, this guy that I've podcasted with a number of times before named Jarf. Uh, He had this idea to watch Dazed and Confused, not by the minute, not by scene by scene, but by uh, song on the soundtrack. And... uh, as of this recording on June 27th, 2022, uh, he is there are five tracks into the soundtrack. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's, he's such a good interviewer and editor that this, the conversations I'm always, I always start an episode being like, oh, man, I don't know if I have this, if I have listening to, to an episode in, in me. And then I'm like, he's asking great questions. He's asking questions that I want to know the answers to about people's lives and like, the music of their lives and he just he really does a great job of interweaving the person he's interviewing's life 
with the movie, with the music in the movie, with the music in the person's life. Like, it's just this brilliant tapestry that he has woven together on uh, Dazed and Confused 33 and a third, which uh, I am so stoked as part of the Scavengers Network. Hell yeah. Yeah. A glowing review from one James reviewer extraordinaire Anderson. Listen, I love a con, you know, I love a good concept. That's my my bread and butter. This concept absolutely kicks ass. Like, of course. That's going to do it for us for today. Um we are uh I'm just I I love this episode of What If so much. I like I I Me want too. so much more Captain Carter content. Um the comic book's great. I'm enjoying it a lot. I want and anyways. Uh that's going to do it for us for today. We'll see you uh, very soon. But for now, I am James Anderson. Well, as always, I'm Colin Parker. And what if Excel's to smash? That's if uh, Stanley was the Hulk. Gotcha. <laughs> Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.